everybody. Welcome back to the Just Do It Afraid podcast with Chan. I'm your host, Chan. Today we're going to be talking about the challenges of motherhood and the things that we love about motherhood, both going in depth um, with my own story and the things that I've worked through and also hearing from you guys about what you have loved about motherhood and the challenges that you faced. I hope this podcast sounds a little bit better. Got a new microphone, so that's exciting. And I also want to just give a heads up. We do talk about um, some more like in-depth personal mental health, um, kind of the physical demands of motherhood. So this is uh, your warning. Heads up with that. Also, I just want to let you know, I have no medical background, no um, like labor delivery background or education. So everything on here is from my experience, um, my opinions. And just things that I've gone through. So by no means is this any form of medical advice or pediatric advice towards your children. Um, you can make your own decisions after and during listening to this podcast. But we will get to it and I hope you guys enjoy. Good morning, everybody. I'm hoping that this is released in the morning. Um, I attempted it yesterday twice, once at the library and there weren't any rooms open to record. And the second time was during afternoon nap to which my daughter did not nap. And so we're trying it again the next day, which is currently Thursday. And I was hoping to release consistently Thursday mornings. And that has not um, been the case this week. So we're going to aim for Friday morning. So if you're listening to this, I am hoping it's Friday morning and we're going to get through this. Uh, I have my cup of coffee and a cozy blanket. And I hope it just feels like a little hangout session, coffee time chat, whether you're on the road driving to work or getting ready for the day. Uh, Maybe you are doing a morning workout or even just having some noise in the background. I've noticed a lot of the times lately I have podcasts that I like to listen to um, and just not a a set quiet time to listen to them. So I just play them in the background while I'm doing dishes or maybe we're going to have lunch or something. So wherever you're at, I hope you enjoy this episode. And today we're going to talk about um, two of the questions that I asked my Instagram followers who showed up big time this week. And it's the challenges of motherhood and also the things that uh, you guys love about motherhood. And it was so consistent with the what you love about motherhood, which was so cool. Um, And a lot of it was watching your child grow and meet milestones and develop personality Um, and really become their own person. And I could not agree more with that. Granted, our daughter is uh, just over a year now, um, but wow, what a difference a year makes. They go from just this tiny little little baby um, who needs you for everything. And then um, over the course of a year, she has just developed into not fully independent, but girlfriend has a personality. And though she doesn't talk or have a lot of words to say, she gets her point across. (laughs) And um, 
What were some other things? Purpose, um, loving that having a child um, is is very purposeful. Um, if you're hearing this and then you don't feel like you have a purpose because you're in the nitty gritty of it all, I was there um, and I felt really guilty for just having the thoughts of like, what is my purpose in life? Um, I don't feel like I have one, even though it's clear as day being a mother is the most important thing, task, responsibility, um, honor you can have to raise a child and to care for them and to set an example for them. But I also know that things were really hard and um, just a cycle, like same thing every day, but also not the same thing. Will she nap? Will she not nap? How well is she going to eat? Um, is she going to be emotional, more emotional today, more clingy, less clingy? Um, are we going to get out of the house? Um, just so many things that on top of like, she doesn't talk. And though I should not look for validation from my child when you're not getting that throughout the day, um, it can be hard. You have to remind yourself or, um, you know, hopefully your, your spouse or your friends or your family are, are doing that. Um, if you have a friend or family member who, um, is a mom, make sure you're texting them and encouraging them and just letting them know, like, you're doing a great job, even if it doesn't feel like it. Um, so purpose, there's absolutely purpose in motherhood. And let's see, really, you guys just really focus on watching, watching them grow up right before your eyes and, and to look back and, and see what all they've done, but also like what you've done as, as a person. I know when our daughter turned one, it, we were getting text messages saying like, happy birthday to your little one. Um, but also congratulations on your first year of being mom and dad. That was something that I was like, we should celebrate that because I feel like the first year you have no idea what you're doing, especially if it's your first child. And then it just is like kind of survival mode. It's, you're constantly learning about your child, about your spouse, about yourself. Um, and when you hit that one year mark, it's like, oh my gosh, we did it. Like not only did we keep our child safe and healthy, but we worked through a lot of other things and, and she's, she's doing well and we're excited about that. So, um, if you're out there and you're still in the first year, you can do it. You should be so proud of yourself for, for how far you've come. Um, and if you are with multiple kids, even more power to you. Um, we have that conversation a lot, like, oh my gosh, what is, what is a family of more than one child going to look like? Um, so we'll cross that bridge if, if we get to, um, or if we choose to, but yeah, loving, loving these, um, answers from you gals. And it's just so cool that that was so consistent, um, across the board was just, how proud you guys are of your little ones and all that they're doing. And to remember that 
your child's growth rate is not the same as every other child. It's not. Um, I've heard sibling comparison. Like, if we have another child, we cannot compare them to our first child. So let's not compare our children to other people's children, especially in the first few years, because the milestones can be such a drastic difference in time frame. So I really encourage you just to savor, savor your child and, and the growth that they have, the milestones that they reach when they reach them. Um, yeah, so, okay. We're going to move on to the next little question, which I wanted this episode to be a mix of both um, like lighthearted. And so the things that we love about our kids, it, it is lighthearted and it's, it's so good and so important to recognize that because motherhood is definitely hard. Um, but I also know that it's okay to recognize the challenges in motherhood. And that was really hard for me to admit. There was a lot of guilt in admitting that it was hard. Um, and that was coming from a place of, you know, here I have a child and not only do I have a child, but she is healthy. And so I should have no reason to, to complain or say that something's hard or that, you know, the day was rough or I'm tired. Um, I want me time. I really need a shower. I need to eat some food, get out of the house. Like all of those things that make sense to want to do, um, I felt bad for wanting to do those. And then the things that were, were challenging, like emotions and, and breastfeeding and wanting to keep the house kind of together and, um, just kind of being overstimulated throughout the day. I'm a stay at home mom. There was a lot of guilt in that. And, um, I don't think that that should be sitting there, but I also think we need to recognize too, like, where is that guilt coming from? Is it from outside sources where, you know, other people seem to have it all together and can can get up and, and get ready and look nice and make breakfast and make lunch and get out the door and, and just love it? Um, even people who are stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home parents and they love it and are thriving in it and, and are living for it. And that's exactly where I thought it was going to be. And especially the first year was, it was not that, um, the first year was very challenging. The first couple months were very challenging. And, um, actually your guys's responses were about, postpartum and, and the emotions that come with them and the loneliness and the breastfeeding and the mental health and the expectations and lack of free time and alone time and, you know, time with your spouse. Um, those are all things that were so heavy the first six months, first eight months and still trickle in. And it's been just over a year. Um, so if you're hearing this, please know, 
please know um, there were a lot of you moms who, who shared your heart and who shared the challenges. And there are a lot of commonalities in those responses, which tells me that we are not doing this alone, even though it feels like we are the only ones who are feeling guilty, who are feeling lonely, who are feeling anxious and worried, who are exhausted and wanting free time. Um, it's common and it's, and it's real. And, um, I mean, if you guys are okay with me sharing a little bit about my, my journey, my first year as a mom and as a stay at home mom, I can do a bit of a timeline for you and, and hopefully, um, this, some of this resonates with you in a way that you feel like you're not alone. I don't hope or wish for anyone to struggle, but I also know it's like looks to be very common and um, is also a place where we can know that we have people who we can turn to and talk to and open up about things. So um, my pregnancy was good for the most part. The first trimester was incredibly hard with sickness with it's not morning sickness y'all some of you may have had just morning sickness that is a misnomer it was all day up until maybe maybe dinner time <laughs> and um so it was we're gonna wake up and feel sick we're gonna feel sick all day and then maybe um a barbecue chicken ranch wrap might sound good with some french fries for supper and <laughs> then we're going to go to bed. Um, I did have a husband who was encouraging of me to go do something. I was working part-time and very encouraging of me going to that because he said, and I agree, I was a different person when I would come home. My mind was off of things. I was having conversation. Um, and it just, it took away some of that just severe nausea. Um, and then after, after that second trimester was good. Third trimester was good. Um, I kind of want to step back. I think my cousin or my husband will be okay with me sharing this because we've had conversations about the importance of supporting people who are expecting, um, because it was a complete shock to us the way that when I was sick in the first trimester, um, we didn't, we kind of lived separate lives. I, I was very sick and didn't want to get up off the couch, had no interest in making food whatsoever. Um, and I enjoy cooking and making dinner. That is a role that I enjoy doing in our home. And, and so that is what I typically did, which left my husband, to not have as healthy of meals. And so he felt that I didn't, you know, want to hang out or do anything. And so we weren't spending a lot of time together. And so we realized like, wow, I don't know if this is normal or if people go through this, but we were completely blindsided by the way um, it had affected our relationship. And so, you know, we squashed that and made some changes and made sure that we acknowledged that and worked through that. 
but as you know down the road during our pregnancy we were finding out that some people that we knew were also expecting and so we were intentional about checking on them hey how are you doing how are you feeling um i would check on the mom to be he would check on the the dad to be and just make sure like how are you guys doing um you know this was hard for us and and if it's hard for you like that's okay and we want to support you and and encourage you um in those ways and so if you are listening to this and you have a friend who's expecting um family member or you are expecting and and it's hard on relationships it was for us too and so and that's okay but make sure you're working on that make sure you're communicating because the the spouse or the partner is probably not going to understand what you're going through and you're not understanding what they're going through. So make sure you're communicating that. I will say that was a challenge before, you know, having baby Earthside. Um, then she came um, a week late and that we also weren't expecting, but we made it. And she safely enter- entered the world, which we're so grateful for. It was amazing and the hardest thing that I have ever done. Um, and it's probably going to be TMI in this episode. So I guess be a little bit ready for that, but, uh, postpartum recovery and breastfeeding was not what I was expecting and huge challenge. And, um, you know, I had saved all the tips and the tricks and the equipment and, um, just like all the things, all the things that pretty much Instagram told me to get. (laughs) So I got, we had a deep freezer because I was going to, you know, have this endless supply and need to be able to freeze it. Bags, you name it, ladies, like we were ready. And um, I did not get to have that experience. Um, I did not get to have uh, great support in the hospital with with a latch um if anything like i was just given a shield and kind of said like good luck uh never learned how to properly or use the pump was not aware of signs of mastitis was not aware of the emotional like impact it was going to have was completely blindsided and Um, uh, our daughter also was jaundiced. And so of course it was very important to keep her fed to, to work through that. Um, and so that was like added pressure. So not only did I not have like a great latch, I also had a shield, which required like so many hands to get ready to feed that it was a disaster. And then, um, I ended up with mastitis six days after having a baby and ended up in the ER for that. And oh my gosh, that was, it was just absolutely awful. So if you have gone through that, I am sorry. (laughs) If you've gone through it multiple times, I am sorry. Um, And then just the guilt and shame that just 
covered me with not being able to do it or figure it out or, you know, supply and not, it just, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. And, you know, I put some of those expectations on myself, but I also, um, spent a lot of time doing research and reading things and following a lot of, of moms who had, who were very passionate about breastfeeding, who, um, you know, I think it's just the passion because the passion will get you through the hard work. I think it's less common that it's just easy and more common that it's a bit easier and you are very committed to it. And, and I was trying to be committed to it and it also wasn't working and I wasn't set up to really do it well. So I was falling behind. And so I was trying to nurse as much as I could, trying to pump. The pump was causing issues. My supply had never fully come in. And so formula, I was like, well, I always told myself if it wasn't going to work, like formula is okay. Let me say this clearly. (laughs) We need to always make formula okay. We need to stop shaming moms for using formula as a first choice, as a second choice, as a mix between breastfeeding and formula feeding. I get like fired up talking about formula because I was told giving formula to my child would be fatal, um, that, you know, it's okay, but you should really keep pushing for breastfeeding. It's the best option. Like just keep going, keep going, keep going. And I can tell you poor breastfeeding experience, pumping, the baby blues, lack of sleep, already kind of an emotional person was a recipe for absolute disaster. And formula is more than okay. In my opinion, that is just my opinion. I will probably get some backlash from people. I really don't care because I know there are moms out there who need to hear that it's more than okay. Not just it's okay if you use formula. It's okay. It's like it is a-okay. And we have a healthy, thriving, sassy, vibrant, healthy daughter who, you know, was a mix of both feeding. And for us, she's not just fine. She's great. She's doing great. So again, this is not like, I don't know if you like mother advice or like medical, like you can choose and you can talk to your pediatricians and talk to whoever you want. Of course, make that decision for you and your child and your family. But as soon as I was like, yes, I am doing this and I am not ashamed of it. We moved forward and the weight fell off my shoulders so fast. My husband was able to help with feedings. We could get out of the house more. Um, I still tried to pump up until six months. That was a goal of mine that I felt like I could stick with, even if I could just give her a little bit. So I, I, I chose to do that. Um, But breastfeeding was so challenging and it paired with emotions and baby blues, which were awful and scary and not something that I was prepared for either. Um, 
And so that was a huge rant and kind of a passionate rant, but I am confident that there is somebody out there who needs to be reassured and supported. Um, And again, if you are, if you have had a successful, maybe not easy journey with breastfeeding, I do applaud you for that because it just, it wasn't in the cards for us and it was already a lot of work and I can't imagine continuing to do that. Um, over however long you choose. And so when people say fed is best, I felt kind of like that was like a, you know, do, you know, kind of do what is good for the baby. Um, It's probably not what I would choose, but like our job is to care for our child and to feed and nourish and nurture them. Our job is also to care for ourselves. And so you have to make the decision that fits both of those things. And, um, so that was my journey. That is my rant on, on that. Um, moving on, totally moving on, um, mental health and loneliness. I definitely think can, can go together and intrusive thoughts. I also experienced those. Um, I am coming from the, a place, a perspective of being a stay at home mom. And so, you know, I, I'm home with her all day long. Um, My husband works from home, which is so nice and has been such a godsend and an answer to prayers because it has helped a lot. Um, But the loneliness and the intrusive thoughts came again, just like, whoa, like a rush, a big wave and just not sure (laughs) how to take it. And, um, I'm guessing it's common seeing that um, you you guys had mentioned it. It is hard. It is lonely um, when your child needs you. They just need you and they should need you. And and we should be, be there for them and caring for them. Yes. And so that that requires us to typically set our, our needs aside and maybe even our social life aside. And, and that can be lonely. Um, seasons change with friends. And so maybe you're, you're not matching up seasons with some of your friends and it's, it's making it different or difficult to socialize or to stay in touch. Being a mom, being a parent is busy and, and demanding. And so communication can decline with others. And, um, so I had to recognize that. And in doing that, my husband has been very supportive, uh, which is very encouraging of me, like reach out to family members, kind of make a schedule throughout the week. Like I'm going to do a play date on this day. I'm going to have this family member come over every day around this time, every week, even if I don't feel like it, even if I don't feel like talking, being in the presence of somebody, um, and having people come around our daughter too, like she wants to be around other people and that's good for her. And so being intentional about reaching out, about scheduling things, even if you have to do it far in advance, and even if things need canceled, rearranged, that's okay. Put in, put in some effort. Um, and, and that was helpful, but also I just needed to talk things out. The intrusive thoughts were ridiculous, but 
they they were stealing my joy they were stealing my attention from my daughter from my from my husband from you know even getting things done and so um i have a friend who has gone through something similar and we just know we can reach out to each other and tell each other the craziness that's going in our brain and be praying for each other and encouraging one another so um if you're going through that, you can message me. That's totally fine. You can find me on Instagram and, or if you have my number and you're out there, please reach out. Like you're not alone. I know what it's like to some degree. Not all thoughts are the same, but you're not alone. And I really encourage you to reach out to somebody um, and just share, share your heart and share that you're lonely and and you'll, you'll get through it. And if you need to move forward and take another step and, and seek, you know, professional help, that, again, my opinion is okay. Um, I hope I don't, get, like, get in trouble for saying, like, my opinion and that it's okay. But um, anyways, yes, loneliness and uh, intrusive thoughts, 100%. I still have both of those things, but they're not as intense because I've, I've started to work through them a lot better. Okay. Our time is, is wrapping up. It's probably going to be equivalent to about a half hour, which is crazy. I feel like, honestly, I feel like we didn't even cover a lot of ground, which is why I'm so glad I am deciding to do um, a few different episodes with the questions that um, I asked on Instagram and I'm glad because I think if you rush through them, they're not really meant to be rushed through. And maybe that's why people don't talk about a lot of this stuff because it's deep and it's hard and it's also great. Like the good things, I think we could all just sit and talk and rant and rave about our child or our children. We can talk birth stories. We can talk about it. Like there it's endless. And I, I think the hard stuff can be brought with, again, guilt for feeling that way. You don't want to feel like you're complaining about the gift of a child. But unfortunately, if we're having those thoughts, we're not talking about what things are hard. So we're not working through them. We're not saying them out loud. We're not, we're not fixing them. And, and these are hard things that need to be talked about that need to be worked through and so you can heal, you can move on. People can learn from you. I mean, I didn't want to go through any of this stuff. I would have rather not gone through painful experiences or feeling gate or guilt and shame. However, I'm hoping that me just sharing some of the stuff that, that I went through um, and me sharing what you gals shared, like it's very clear that these are common things. So, so we're going to, I am, you know what, I'm going to read a few, just real quick, a few of these other things that I didn't touch on if, um, if you get, guys are okay for just a second. Some of these are the other challenges of, of motherhood um, being needed all, all the time. It's very much required of us to, to tend to our children, um, whether, you know, if they're healthy, there's things that still need to be tended to. If you have a child who has has higher needs, more needs, even more so. Make sure you're you're just trying to take care of yourself. 
um, just know that God sees you. Like he sees your hands at work. He sees your body at work, your heart at work, your, your tiredness. He sees you and, and just, please just know that, um, you know, knowing what the future holds for your child, um, if they're healthy, you know, what does that look like for, for school, for, for them in this world? And then if they have higher needs, even more so medically, physically, emotionally, um, what will be required and what will that look like in the future? Um, parenting, whether you're, you know, you're married and you're, you're, you're parenting as a, a team, a married couple, or you're, you're co-parenting, um, you have stepchildren, or you are raising a child as, as parents who have been separated. Um, I think I got those terms right. Please don't make fun of me. I think co-parenting with someone, oh gosh, LOL, laugh out loud, but you get the gist, whether you're, you're married, a married team parenting, whether you are a single parent still needing to work together to parent your child or whether you're remarried and you have stepchildren. I think you get the gist. <laughs> um, letting your kids fail, watching them make mistakes and, you know, just having to watch, watch them go through that. Um, and then um, another one that I should have touched on was just always worrying about your, your child's health, what, whether it's, you know, something that you, a diagnosis that you know is going to be long-term, um, or even just the, the, the cold RSV, um, the stomach flu, just all sorts of things like that, that keeps you up at night. That takes a lot of your time and your emotions and, and probably your sleep. So that is definitely a challenge. Um, remember it's cold flu RSV season. If the baby is not yours, please don't kiss them. Please just probably don't touch them. Um, just a little reminder out there. And then, uh, all the postpartum emotions that I think could definitely get poured into a separate episode because those are so real. Um, I hope that some of this resonated with you guys. Again, both the ups and the downs that you found encouragement. If you found something that was upsetting or triggering, um, I'm trying to learn how to receive criticism. So if you can share criticism a bit more gently, you can find me on Instagram. You can tell me what you think. Um, but outside of that, you guys, I think we're going to get this posted on Friday. And so I hope you ha have a great Friday. If you can find some time for yourself, this is your encouragement. Um, if you need to talk to somebody, this is your encouragement. If you need to put a play date on the schedule, this is your reminder. Um, and just know, I think as moms with all the opinions out there and the ways we can disagree, I think we can all agree that we're doing our very best with all good and great intentions for our children, our family and ourselves. So I think we can like unite in that as a reminder that all I think our child would ever ask of us is that we are, are giving our best to them 
um, and, and to ourselves. So speak kindly to yourself and, and have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later, guys.